This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. All right, and welcome to the Recovery Revolution Live show, and happy Thursday to everybody. My name is Carl, one of the co-hosts of Recovery Revolution Live, and we hope that all of you are having a wonderful evening this evening, and we're so glad that you're here to join us to talk about recovery, to talk about mental health, and our guest tonight is Dr. Marty Lesois. Man, I really like saying that last name, man. It's so cool. So... We have Brett Morris with us today. We have Mrs. Ashley Grimes, as always. Say hello, Ashley. And Brett is waving, although Brett's not on the screen. There he is. A little bit out of focus there, buddy. Um, And Brett, we had technical difficulties coming into the show. There was an echo, and apparently it was my fault. I didn't have my echo cancellation on. So uh, we're glad that all of you are here today. And like I said, it's Thursday, man. We're almost halfway, over halfway through the week. So I hope everybody's having a good week today. Ah. All right, Brett, how you doing over there, bud? I am doing all right. I'm trying to get my camera yeah? in focus right now. So. Uh-oh, Brett's trying That's to get in I'm focus. That's why I'm on screen. Oh, okay, good. I won't put you back on screen. All right, guys. Well, man, what a what a week I've had this week. Um, Brett is getting into the fear of the beard uh, moment. You guys can't see him there. But um, Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm all right. It's been a crazy day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It started off rough, but then it was better. And now it's good. I just, it was a busy day, but not bad. That's awesome. I had a really good day today. I got to uh, get back into my counseling gig and uh, we had to um, do two intakes today. And the people came in really high. So that was a lot of fun. And um, then we also uh, were able to facilitate some groups. And uh, Tanya, hello, Tanya. How are you doing today? So, you know, a really good day. And, and now I've gotten into the whole, like, clinical supervision side. And so now I'm, I'm writing a lot of stuff for the program and getting back into the group side and facilitating groups and getting into the process groups with the guys was really awesome today. So, you know, just really grateful to have recovery, man, and to be sober. That's for sure. Brett, how are you doing over there, bud? I'm doing all right, man. It has been uh, a little bit of a stressful week this week. So um, I feel like I just slid in here just in time to be on the stream. So glad to make it. Glad I was able to get a shower in before the the stream because I was feeling a little uh, icky. So glad to You shower for us, dude? I did. That's so nice. Wow. I really appreciate that, man. I knew there was something different about today. I knew we were going to have a great day. Ashley, we should be thankful. Brett showered for us. <laughs> I can't smell him. He's in Texas and I'm in Florida. So it's, yeah. I'm grateful for his wife that he smells nice. <laughs> yes, we're <laughs> grateful for his wife and his, and his daughter. So <laughs> that's a good one. I love that. All right, guys. So, yeah, man, we got a really good show lined up for everybody today. And, uh, yes, Matthew, grateful to be sober. That is for sure. We're so glad that all of you are joining us. And um, we hope that all of you are doing well today. Uh, We're all celebrating one more day of recovery, as well as our guest today. 
and um, just a really good day. We had rain over here. It was it was pouring for a little while, and then it stopped. How is the weather out there for you guys? Normal. <laughs> okay, normal. Not too, hot, not too cold. Over there. Well, you're pretty from weather in Florida. Yeah, I'm jealous, man. Ashley, how far away from the beach do you live? On the beach? I mean, oh. across the street. I oh, live on the intercoastal, so I'm on beach oh. side. It's You have to go over a bridge to get to where I live. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you're kind of like, like go over a bridge and then is it like another like little inlet that is separated by two bodies of water on either side or? Mm-hmm. There's, there's water on both sides. Um, and then there's the intercoastal, which is the like beach water and then river water come together. So it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's not an Island because there's, you know, goes continual for a really long time and eventually, but if you, if you look it up, like Ponce Inlet is where um, it ends and then like Daytona Beach. So That's you never awesome. came to Daytona Beach in the 90s for spring break. Come on. No, I didn't. I was a good boy in the 90s. I was a, I was a band nerd. Um, you know, I had all them band practices to do. I didn't even start drinking or drugging until I was in my 20s. <laughs> right. Do you believe that he didn't do spring break? I don't believe it. He he has a mischievous look in his eyes. Wow, wow. So no, yeah, no. Honestly, no. The I party didn't. like the guy, the spring break. The guy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm the guy now, but back then I wasn't the guy. I didn't even know who I was back then. Like, you know, I was in high school. I was so just sheltered from everything, and you know, our our neighbors were Mormon, and so like there wasn't really a lot going on in the neighborhood that was exciting. And um, just a very sheltered life because I, I kind of grew up a little bit in the church there and then outside of the church. And so, you know, just just a lot of stuff that they kind of protected me from the real world outside, which I found out after I got out of the military what the real world was like. And that's that's when the real world became fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, guys. Well, um, everybody, we have a really wonderful guest. Um, he's a friend of mine, and I'm really happy that he's on the show today. Uh, his name is Dr. Marty Lejoie, and he goes by the name Doc Marty. And so we're going to be bringing Doc Marty in today, and we're going to be talking about uh, his new venture, which is Holistic Recovery, and his website. And he also has a free book out there that helps people understand what holistic recovery is. And there we go. We have the graphics there. Thank you, Brett. And uh, we're going to be talking to him about what holistic recovery is and, and how it can help people with um, addiction and how it can help people maybe, if, even if you don't have an addiction, holistic recovery is, is great for all sorts of types of addiction, let alone a drug or alcohol addiction. So uh, we're going to be bringing him in. And we have a surprise um, giveaway today. And we're not telling you what it is. It's going to be a surprise when you get it at your doorstep. And so um, Brett is going to be putting up our hashtag there. Uh, he's going to come up with something creative for us to have a hashtag for the contest. Brett, I'm so happy that you're doing that for us today. Thank you. And sober surprise. A sober surprise. You know, I like that. We should do that once a month where we have a sober surprise and they're not going to know what they get. And then our sponsors will have to kick it up a notch because the surprise gift. Yeah. Be so exciting. It will be. It will be very exciting. 
So, and we have a lot of people on the stream already. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining. We really appreciate you. And uh, let's bring in, you guys, you want to bring in uh, Doc Marty and let him join us this evening? Let's do it. Bring him on. Let's go. All right. I'll do it, Brett. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to set up the giveaway. Sorry, I was in another one. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, worries, no worries. I got you. All right, guys. And this is Dr. Marty Lejoie, a clinical psychologist, and he and I worked together at a facility over in Calistoga, and that's how I got to know him. And so we're going to talk to him a little bit about his story and how he kind of got into doing what he does. And uh, we're going to talk about holistic recovery, and we're going to talk about recovery in general. But Marty, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, you guys. What an honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's really an honor to have you on. And, and you know, you and I had such a fun time on the episode that I recorded with you for the Drunken Worm podcast. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing this podcast, I immediately I was like, man, Marty would be a great guest to have on the show. And uh, we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about what we have coming up in the future of the show with all of us together working together and we have a new segment coming up so that's going to be exciting um but marty why don't you tell us um, tell us a little bit about yourself so that our um, listeners are able to uh hear a little bit about what you do as a professional and then we can kind of get into your story about how you came into recovery man absolutely all right um yeah, I am a clinical psychologist. I, uh, I currently work, um, I do individual therapy and groups at a treatment center, um, mostly focusing on uh, EMDR therapy and uh, trauma-based therapies. Um, I also uh, do uh, run dual diagnosis uh, classes and groups and, uh, and integrative, integrative mental health groups uh, at, at, a couple, at a couple treatment facilities right now. Um, also have uh, the side project, uh, versioning um, uh, holistic recovery, which is uh, an edu educational source for, uh, for, you know, basically uh, anything yeah. that's shown to help from all angles, um, uh, help people help complement people's recovery, help supercharge people's recovery. Um, and so, so far there, it's, uh, it's just kind of getting started. We have, uh, if you sign up your email, uh, have like a free ebook, which is kind of like a, uh, 20, 25 page infographic sort of deal. Um, also working on, a working on a, a, a book book right now. So uh, feeling excited about that. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, uh, what I'm into, what I'm, what, what I'm doing in the career, you know, this career is new for me. It's uh, past five years really. Um, and, uh, I'm just grateful to have come full circle and be working, uh, with people who are, uh, in recovery and, um, you know, it feels like I really, I'm really passionate about that. And, and, and I just like share my joy, you know, in that way, you know, the, the classes and groups I, I do, I, I really like to have have fun with it. Uh, I, I, you know, come from a kind of entertainment background, uh, coordinating uh, electronic dance music events and performing as a DJ. And you know, I've been uh, in the music and the creative arts and performing arts my whole life, really doing uh, as a theater theater kid all my life. So um, I really love to bring that spirit into uh, the groups and classes I teach. So 
that's some of the that's some of the 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 light that comes through when I'm doing the classes either at treatment centers or if I get to do uh, some online classes eventually through holistic recovery. Um, so that's kind of my jam. I'm happy to be in this spot in, in my career and in my life and in recovery. Yeah, that's that's really amazing. And, you know, we we want I want to thank you personally. And then, you know, this can extend out to others as well. We've gotten a lot of comments already uh, talking about we need people that are passionate about helping. And we can definitely tell that you are very passionate about helping. And I got I've gotten to work with you. And so I know how passionate you are when it comes to bringing a different style to the groups, bringing a new approach towards treating addiction and trauma therapy and working with the clients that you've gotten to work with and, and firsthand what I've been able to see you do. I mean, it's really amazing, man. And, you know, I want to congratulate you on all your success right now because you're really taking this thing by the horns. And in five years, you're starting to create a brand for yourself, the holistic recovery dot com and and all of these different aspects man which is really amazing so marty tell us what it was like for you before you got into doing all of this what was life like for you um even before maybe you got into doing recovery why choose this path the recovery path yes yeah well life for a while in my uh early adulthood was uh was really like chasing my creative dreams and uh and i i got to a point where it was uh it was really working for me and really um you know i was uh, the doors were opening and and there was a lot of things that i really believed in and and loved about what i was doing and i'd kind of had like you know drugs and alcohol as an old friend for for a, a lot of my life and even you know even my teen years um so it really it really kind of um supported me for a while it, it worked you know it was like a coping skill for life and you know kind of mixed in really well with the creative and performing arts in, in many ways not all the ways of course um and then it just seemed at one point it just kind of just seamlessly transitioned into something different um just got away from me and and then it became something dark um and so you know this thing that that felt like uh that it was really a compliment to my life you know um turned on me and and once it once that happened it never went back and then and then it just became something that like disconnected me from life and disconnected me from my dreams and and uh and and you know created a lot of loss and dysfunction and you know misery um and that just kept getting worse like no matter how i tried to you know balance the pieces again um you know, addiction just, you know, when it was at its prime, it just sucked. It was just hell. Um, so really that was what motivated me. I mean, there's some, there's some rabbit hole stories in there, but um, some of the moments of clarity I had was just like, without getting into gory graphic details, was just these realizations like this was not, this was not what my life was supposed to be. You know, this is yeah. not why I'm here in this in this life and on this planet, you know, to be in this, 
this crazy hamster wheel that's this like Tasmanian devil whirlwind sucking any, everything into into it, you know, with everything I touch. And um, and so that's what really inspired me. You know, it took me took me some some years of of trying different things and taking the tour of the rehabs from the inside and <laughs> um, you know, and then finally like committing myself to recovery as the only way, like the only way out is through. Um, and kind of once I did that, then things started to change, mm-hmm. you know, I had to mourn, mourn, um, that old career as well, which meant a lot to me, especially before addiction had taken hold. I mentioned that, you know, it was, a it was a source of great purpose and joy and community mm-hmm. and, uh, creative expression and all this stuff. Um, and for me, I had to really, um, let go of that dream, uh, in, at least in that arena, you know, um, and, uh, and, and let go of that scene. And once I was able to kind of do that, um, and really put recovery as the priority, um, as the, it became the golden goose from which all other gifts in life, um, came and things which has been just growing and becoming amazing and dynamic and lifey ever since. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that you call it the golden goose because to me that's like the the gift that keeps on giving, you know. And um, yeah, I can say for my own personal stuff, like I I just hit, hit my four year mark um, back in December, and now I'm moving into my fourth year of recovery, and it just seems like once that December thing hit, man, like the gifts are just keep on coming and coming and coming. And there was a lot of work that had to be done to before that happened. You know, I've, I've gone through my steps one time and I'm on my second round of steps now, but like the gifts really just keep coming. And it's, it's so amazing to me that, you know, all of the things that we, that I've heard happen to people are now happening to me. And I'm not even asking for it, which is like, for me, the most fulfilling part, you know. That's awesome, Carl. I'm so I'm so happy for you, and I and I, I just really honor and and respect that the the journey and the and the gifts yeah. and the growth that you've you've underwent. Well, I appreciate that, man. So let's talk a little bit about what the journey felt like for you initially in the beginning. What did it feel like for you to kind of jump into this journey of recovery? Yeah, the first the first year or two or several was uh raw it was like uh feeling again like all the feelings rushing in uh being mm-hmm. being vulnerable to oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> being vulnerable that's all right that uh sponsy calling and i just job. have him listed as bs in my phone <laughs> um well, okay so it was it it was like coming back to life which is was really vulnerable and and precious you know uh it was getting to know myself pieces mm-hmm. of myself that i hadn't known i had been kind of um had had substances in my systems for so many years and um so it was really um learning to connect with people and life, even though that was kind of new and scary in a new way. Um, I also recall my first year as a really special time. So even Mm -hmm. though 
even though it was hard sometimes, even though there was parts of me that were torn and screaming to go back the old way, this like yeah. internal automatic thing that's like years of being one way will do. Um, it was it was still really really beautiful to be like coming back to be a part of humanity again, um, mm -hmm. so, so to speak. So um, I really, I, I remember like at first I didn't really have much, you know, it's like mm -hmm. uh, I was, you know, walking or biking or busing places. I was mm -hmm. like doing community service for general assistance and food stamps. You know, it's like, it's like kind of starting from scratch. And, uh, but I remember despite that, just, you know, I, I just, there was something that felt very um, serene and, and, uh, and tuned into life and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's like a whole new, a whole new thing. So, um, you know, and I loved that I was, that, that I was ready to really do all the things that everyone recommended, you know, yes. and, and that, that there was people and services and, and uh, there for me. You know, mm -hmm. and what what I found was that every time I I had a fear to do anything, any little step in life, was, mm -hmm. there's some fear around that, or any being vulnerable with other people, there's some fear around that. And what I found that was every time I I took a risk, uh, despite my fear, use the spiritual principle of courage, that um, that y'all wouldn't let me down. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, that and that was so that that helped me build trust. And, and faith, you know, in recovery, in people, in life, in myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that fear, man, that's, that is like, like JR says right there, fear is a dream killer. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, my, my sponsor always tells me, do not let fear hold you back from your potential. And, uh, you know, it's, I really love carrying that with me because it reminds me that, you know, I can do anything that I've put my mind to. It's only the limitations that I place on myself that are going to get in the way of my own success. And I think that that's something that a lot of people can carry with them. Do you feel that that applied to you also back then where you were kind of setting yourself up and saying, oh, well, me, you know, I've tried that before, but, you know, oh, I don't know if I could do that, you know, or, or maybe I was scared to do it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've always had the, the old you know, automatic thoughts going on from life, like uh, insecurities, feeling like I'm not good enough, feeling like things aren't going to be okay. All those things have, have been there. Um, and uh, it seems like one of the main teachings of recovery for me was that um, I could still show up and, and do these things that were, were so, uh, you know, life um vital and vitalizing and affirming um despite those old tapes so it's like i can't get rid of the the automatic ones but what i can do is bring a new voice to the table and so it it would be like no you can't do it or they're just going to reject you mm -hmm. or uh you're going to fail um and and i'd be like okay you know like i i i see you this is like mindfulness like i see you and i'm going to bring another voice to the table which is like actually you're okay and remember that last time you took a risk and, and they like it, it, it paid tenfold, um, you know, and your fear wasn't right. Like this, this time might be just like that. So it's just like, yes, I have the old insecurities, but you enter new way, new mm -hmm. ones and start to, to 
make those new neural pathways, you know, yeah. alongside the old ones while the old ones are still like well-worn. Yeah. How, how do the neural pathways um, affect us as humans when we have to face a decision and we have fear around it? Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Or we uh, talk about this all the time. He's going to tell us way, but yeah. <laughs> well, one perspective, one perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, like one, the system can get activated. There's a fear right. system, you know. It's like our fight or flight system, and so once mm -hmm. that fear is activated, then we're we're our body's a well, you know, our brain is a well well trained from from you know millennia of evolution, well trained mm -hmm. to protect us from danger. So if we get into that fear response, then our system is like, it's like, I can do this. I can protect you even when protection isn't necessary. So mm -hmm. that's one thing that can, that can happen is uh, we can get into that like fight, flight, or freeze thing um, when we're not actually facing down a saber-toothed tiger. Um, and it's impossible to face down saber-toothed tigers because they don't exist anymore. But um, it, another thing that can happen is, um, you know, just that we, like you were asking about the, the neurons or the neurotransmitters, it's like um, if we keep feeding the fear, then the old paths that are well-worn will just, they'll, they'll become stronger. And mm -hmm. so... I like to think of our brain as it's, it's, it's plastic, it's trainable plastic, meaning it can like eventually change its shape to whatever we're doing. And it, it follows what we practice and it might not do it right away. When we start practicing something, it, it kind of grows with us at the, at the, the speed of life, right. Which can, mm -hmm. can, can sometimes be slow. Um, but it will, it will change and it will eventually follow what we practice enough. And so um, that's why, you know, the old patterns will be there. But if we start to like do new things, despite our fears that, um, that like make these new grooves and we get this new feedback when we, when we do these fears and, and we're not rejected or, or we actually can succeed or get through it, or it wasn't as scary as our mind thought that forms these new pathways and the beautiful thing is then um, it's, it's physically forming these you know, new systems surrounding our new practices. And so a lot of the things that I do and uh, like teach about in holistic recovery are these practices that we can basically do to, to train our brain to fall. You know, it's like, well, I have this puppy part of my brain. It's like the, the mammalian part of the brain. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, what do you want me to do? I'll do it and I'll do it well. And I'll set up an entire system around it, but you just got to show me what you want me to do. And yeah. so you practice these things, even if you don't yet believe them, even if it's faking it till you make it, even if you feel fear around them, you practice them and get this feedback. And eventually puppy brain is like, Okay, well, well, that's what we're doing now. That's what we're doing now. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grow all around that, and, and, and then one day, we wake up and we're suddenly graced with some thoughts that we'd never had before. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I can do this. I didn't even have to force feed myself that. I'm just like, hey, I can do this. This isn't that scary, actually. Well, that's that's because we, we fed that the right fuel for it to grow into that, and then eventually yeah. it does it naturally, organically. Yeah.
And that's, that's really awesome. And, and I love how malleable our brain is to, uh, to change and adapt. And it's the same thing that happens inside of our addiction too, because now we're blocking neuropathways and we're blocking receptors and transmitters and all these things that we talked about. And Ashley, you are right. We talked about this last week because we talked about, uh, the power of Narcan and how Narcan, uh, opens the receptors so that we can now have uh, the pathways reopen. But, you know, when we talk about our addiction, a lot of times these pathways are going to be um, taken up by either a substance or something. And so that's why it's sometimes it's hard for people when they're in an addictive state or coming out of an addictive state to feel like they can make these connections, to feel like there's something missing. There's a piece of the puzzle missing because I used to be really fluent at doing this. And now it's taking me a while to try to figure out the a, a good fluent way to do something, you know, be it writing or maybe remembering to do things or, you know, a process type of um, path that we have to do. So, uh, you know, the, the brain is, is so amazing because we can we can repair the brain uh, in, in a lot of circumstances. And sometimes we can't repair the brain, but. Um, but a lot of times our brain has the ability to regenerate and to repair itself. Mm-hmm. So, Marty, when we talk about holistic recovery and we talk about regular recovery, what is the big difference between a holistic recovery approach, or approach and maybe like a, a 12-step or an evidence-based approach? Yeah. Uh, so first I want to say holistic recovery, it's not uh, mutually exclusive. It's meant to be inclusive and uh and and really celebrating celebrating diversity like it's it's like scanning the the world from uh from our uh from evidence-based therapeutic approaches to integrative health approaches to traditional the wisdom of traditional grassroots social support uh style recovery um it's like drawing like what are what is the compendium of things that 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 help us uh that so that we have is like the tools to make our own like customized customized recovery and so um it's not in competition at all but uh but but what makes it unique i guess is what you're asking is um well one of the areas that it really shines in is uh is looking at integrative practices like integrative mental health practices integrative health practices um so you know if i'm looking at uh, mind, body, heart, spirit, and we're wanting to balance all those things or nourish all those things. Uh, and then the the sciencey way would be biopsychosocial, spiritual, or biopsychosocial, existential. Um, you know, then there's these things that we can practice to empower uh, and nourish those areas. You know, so we look at things like in the body dimension. We look at things like, you know. Uh, uh, taking care of our body, security and safety, nourishment, movement, things like that, you know, in the realm of, of, of the heart, the, the social piece, um, we're looking at things like uh, communication skills, healthy boundaries, um, support communities, um, these things that we can really leverage, leverage the, the strength and the power of, of the social thing, which is, you know, it's a, it's a part of who we are. Um, us, us, us humans, we are social beings, you know, there's, there's the spirit side or, or existential, if you want to call it that, you know, and so draw from a positive psychology and the science of happiness where there's all that these, 
um, techniques that uh, are you know validated to to that we can practice that are validated to show we can increase some of these things we associate with joy and hope and optimism and gratitude and and things like that. So we don't have to feel like we're victims of circumstances being graced by these things, but that there's practices we can do to bring them about more and, and, and carve those new neural pathways. Um, also in the spirit camp, we might throw in mindfulness strategies and meditation. Um, lots of good science around that uh, for, for a great many things. Um, and then moving on up to the, the mind part, you know, the, the psycho part of biopsychosocial, you know, are, are, are things like specialized services, therapy, um, stress management, sleep hygiene, you know, these, these ways that we can really take care of, take care of our mind, um, that, that are really, uh, relevant, especially for, for, for our kind, for people vulnerable to substance use disorder and related mental health challenges, you know, stress management, for instance, it's like, it's like some, it's been seen to be like the number one contributor, uh, to relapse and it's life on life's terms you know, the stress is going to be there. And, uh, and so, you know, many of us used as um, like a major coping tool for stress management or a coping skill for life. And so um, we're, we're, we, we stop using and, and we still have the needs to, to cope. Um, and so there's so many beautiful stress management tools, most of them that are fun and most of them that we can customize. Um, you know, such as like raunchy laughter, you know, that's like something that I was like, it was, I really saw in recovery culture that I appreciated. It was just like raunchy humor and laughter. It's like, it's like, that's never gotten old and it's good medicine. You know, right. it's good medicine. And that's just one of, of many things. So, so it kind of just took, took us through the whirlwind piece of holistic recovery, but those are kind of some of the areas that, that we look at that, um, that, uh, that make us unique, you know, and it's, it's all meant to complement people's unique individual recovery journey they're already on. I just like, I want to, I want to draw from like all the, I'm, I'm a big nerd, you know, like I love, I love researching and seeing what's the latest things that help. And so I want to draw from, from like psychology and integrative health and, you know, recovery wisdom and evidence-based treatments and like, you know, just give us the tools so that we can create our own, you know, recovery tapestry that's like that where we can feel empowered, um, not just to not just to survive the sickness and get well, but to really like use it, use recovery as a medium to, to thrive in our life, to live our best mm -hmm. life. And I've seen that's totally possible, like for, for a great many people. Yeah, there's there's definitely, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, like Jr. said, that mind, body and spirit that we have that we we need to nurture and we need to be aware of. And, uh, you know, that brings me back to the idea of balance in our lives and how well are we balancing all of the different aspects that we have going on. Yep. And it really seems to me like, you know, a holistic recovery approach is now taking a lot of the core things that we learn within uh, a recovery program, be it a 12-step program or, or whatever your recovery program is, and now we can even go further into this and explore the aspects even deeper. Would that be kind of an accurate statement to make, Marty? Yeah, absolutely. Like if we're going to use, if we want to use uh, uh, 
you know, like in 12 step, they say we practice these principles in all our affairs, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, um, absolutely. It's like, it's like addiction was a, was a, uh, holistically uh, dominating thing. It's, it's a very niche thing, but it spread its tentacles into our whole life, right? Into mm-hmm. uh, our, our relationships, into our social standing, into our, our bodily health, our mental health, our spirit health, losing things we used to love to do with our life. Um, and so recovery is this can be the same way you know it's 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 a it's a holistic deal and so when we can you know nourish and honor the the parts then the then the 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 whole is greater than the sum of the parts you know and so yeah absolutely it's it's i'd say it works really well for people who um who want to um kind of like level up and supercharge their their foundational recovery that they they already have um you know And I think what you're saying, there's a lot of, you know, things that people should pay attention to. Um, SAMHSA talks about dimensions of recovery um, Mm -hmm. and they have four, you know, health, home, purpose, and community through a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the three stages of recovery, abstinence, repair, and growth, which, you know, they've moved away from the abstinence part. But I mean, the, the growth, I mean, you can't grow if you don't change the way you think or you don't change your coping mechanism so yeah. i think it's a part of recovery that a lot of people don't pay attention to yeah yeah thanks for that and then i did want to i wanted to ask you i know this is going to a different topic completely sure. but yeah um you had talked about you know trauma and emdr um people might not be aware of the, what that is and what it's used for um, do you want to explain that yeah, absolutely, and 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 I also want to just give a little uh, intro of of its relevancy for, um, you know, addiction recovery or substance use disorder. Um, you know that there's there's been quite quite a bit of buzz in recent years um, that um, for many and not everyone links uh, um, adverse experiences in life, adverse childhood experiences or life experiences, um, some of which may be trauma, but doesn't even need to qualify for PTSD, you know, um, that links adverse experiences um, with, um, you know, the development of, you know, addiction, addiction disorders. So, um, so what we find is that, um, you know, we can, we could do these top top-down approaches, you know, learn new coping skills, stabilize, get out of the mess for enough time, learn how to take care of ourselves. you know, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, uh, holistic recovery practices are like that. There are these, these, these ways of self-care we can integrate into our life to, to, to set it up. And then there's this bottom-up stuff that is, um, you know, healing some of the, the deeper wounds that maybe subconsciously driving our addiction in the first place you know we have this this uh, for many of us right and so emdr therapy is is one way to one way to do that um so i've i've recently trained in emdr therapy and brain spotting both are pretty pretty wild um it's really cool to see in action um on both ends of it as the as the client or or trainee and uh and as a therapist 
Um, but it stands for, and, and, I, and I just want to like say, like I have to be careful when I'm on uh, platforms to not like uh, put myself out as an expert in, in an area that I'm not an expert in. So um, I've been trained in EMDR. That's that's the extent of it. I'm 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 not a trainer or uh, you know like a master or whatever that looks like. Um, but uh, my understanding, so I'll say it like that, is that EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing, and it was. Uh, again, in my understanding, was one of the original trauma therapies and, uh, but, but didn't catch, uh, but, but it took some years for it to, uh, you know, be studied and be considered what is now an evidence-based, um, you know, one of the prime evidence-based, um, treatments for trauma and PTSD, but like a great many other things as well. And so, um, so what I, what I find is that, um, using it, for people in recovery, some people have PTSD and some people just have uh, adverse adverse experiences that um, that are kind of linked to the constellation of of the, of, of um, why they use. And so, um, by using this technology, um, sometimes we can activate the bodies and the like the the psychological system's natural uh, capacity to heal. Like sometimes there's just some stuff that gets lodged and there's some like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like really paraphrasing here, but there's some like psychological, like talk therapy, massage or technologies we can do to help dislodge it. But it's really the person's internal. We have pretty like brilliant systems. And so it's really the person's own system that does the healing. We're just helping to kind of like massage and dislodge these like psychic wounds. And uh, it's it it's definitely evidence-based like it it like you know it's 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 shown to help i've seen it um do things that surprised me um it's got some weird you know some some kooky weird technologies to it like uh, what they call bilateral stimulation which is like um you know looking back and forth at a light or a finger or doing tactile or sounds back and forth um you know to kind of get the brain into this position where it's a little, a, a little more ready to kind of like reprocess things in a new way, you know, to kind of process out, process out, process out some of what we've been holding on to and, um, and, and create like new connections of, of stuff of resilience and stuff that strengthens. And it's a way to process in some of the things that we want as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the nutshell of, of my experience and my knowledge of, of EMDR and why it's relevant for, for you know, many of, of, of our, our people. You, you, mentioned, yeah. you mentioned one technique that I was not familiar with. You said brain spotting, and I wasn't really sure what that was. I'm familiar with train spotting, but what is brain spotting? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I trained in that uh, more recently, too. And... Uh, um, I feel like I am less like knowledgeable about the details to really speak as much about it because um, I've been using it less since it's newer in training for me. Um, but it is it is also a technology that has um, has has been developed since uh, EMDR, and you know um, it seems to like almost be from the lineage of it. You know, in the kind of the same realm, but. Um, 
um, uses a little bit of different technologies to do something, what I understand to be some, some similar things. But instead of the bilateral stimulation, sometimes it's, it's focusing on a, on a spot and then um, you know, allowing things to process through mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the kind of the, the holding space and the prompts from, from the therapist. So uh, it's to the, um, more or less to the same ends, which is mm-hmm. um, helping us to process and heal you know, some old wounds that have been stuck and to help us process in some stuff that some, we want to strengthen, internal resourcing, resourcing, um, new, um, new beliefs, new, um, um, you know, kind of new resiliencies, new strengths. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I think really... it's so in... Go ahead, Ashley. I was going to say, I think it's so important because, you know, EMDR is huge in the trauma field. So, and, you know, people with substance use disorder, I, I haven't met one that doesn't have any trauma. Have, have you? <laughs> I mean, they might not admit it, but maybe not before substance use disorder, but there's definitely trauma after. Yeah. So it's a great way to, it's a great therapy for disorders that are hard to talk about and situations that are hard to talk about, PTSD, anxiety, so, man, it's, it's got great results. It's, it's a cool area. Yeah. Um, Doc, Doc Marty, is there a uh, different levels of severity when it comes to different traumas that we, we might be talking about? Like Ashley talked about, you know, maybe the trauma might not be as severe as maybe another trauma. Or are they, are they all treated as like the same severity? Yeah, I mean, trauma is, it's a, it's a cultural word now. So it, it, it has different meanings, you know, in, in the, the kind of mental health diagnostic uh, realm, you know, it originally, well, I don't know, if, I don't know if this originally came here, but it's, uh, it's, it's typically used with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, or mm-hmm. complex post-traumatic stress disorder, things in that realm, like those stressor related disorders. Um, and so I like, I like the, um, the terminology adverse experiences or adverse child ex- experiences because um, they don't have to qualify as what we would consider PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're, we're all kind of talking about the same things, just different levels of them. Yeah. And so when we, you know, they've done these big studies that, that linked um, adverse childhood experiences to, to substance use disorders, like, like a, a great many people um, who have mm-hmm. one have the, have the other. And, you know, even though they don't need to fit for like your traditional classic trauma, you know, like I saw someone die and that stuck mm-hmm. with me, you know, yeah. or, or, uh, or I was like, you know, uh, had a, a thought I thought I was going to die, you know, it doesn't have to fit that bill for it to still be really impactful in our lives. We could, we could, you know, especially when I'm doing EMDR, we could have someone who has, you know, their, their target memory might be that time that their, their caregiver said that really, really hurtful thing to them, right? It's not a life or death situation, but for them, it was a, uh, a seminal moment in, in, in cascading, you know, ways that they relate to life and, mm-hmm. and building things around that, 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 that thing, you know, or it could be a, 
uh, a group of a lot of different, you know, hard experiences that we just didn't, we just didn't process out, you know, it's like animals, they, they, they get into these, these tiffs and, and they're in fight or flight mode and then they're done with it. And then they're done. They're like, just go about their, their mm-hmm. way. We see that. I see that with my, my dogs all the time, you know, if they yeah. get a little bit too hyphy, um, you know, <laughs> it can, it can get scary and they use their big voices. Um, but yeah. then once they're done, they, they're just cool again. Yeah. Us, for whatever reason, sometimes we have these really impactful experiences in life and, and they, they don't just process through, like we, we, we store them and we protect that. We like, like something inside of us protects mm-hmm. it and then looks out in the future for, for, you know, the wisdom of like our survival stuff. It's like there's yeah. something scanning in the future for something like that so that we don't, you know, get hurt again. Um, even when it's, it doesn't serve us anymore to mm-hmm. protect ourselves in that way. So sometimes we have to dig deep under our conscious, uh, you know, our conscious knowledge of the things and, and kind of let some of those go, like, like clean out the wounds or, or pass the psychic, you know, emotional gall stones. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Um, that's why I'm such a big fan of recovery yoga too. Cause you know, our yeah. body holds these stresses and, sometimes we don't even know that we're holding on the stresses, but like there's been some great research about yoga and, you know, stretching the muscles and releasing that tension. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. What? Body, body stuff. is like, exactly. Like the, some, so, so much of this is, you know, uh, especially the trauma and the adverse experiences are stored, you know, they're stored in the body, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate uh, what you said about that. Can can somebody explain to me what the difference between um, recovery yoga is versus regular yoga? Well, one you're trying to create, like it's, I mean, there's different trainers, there's different like beliefs based on. So, I mean, I can't mm-hmm. speak as like an yeah. expert in the field because I'm not a, a yoga instructor at all. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you're trying to, you know, the definition of recovery is return to a state of wellness or to the, your best self pretty much as a summary. So recovery, you're trying to like heal and where regular, regular yoga is more like a maintenance thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I like that. I'm going to have my understanding. some recovery yoga. I wonder if they have different poses like that are more designed to release rather than to kind of maintain you know, maybe there's different ways that they go about doing that. We should do some, we should have a recovery yoga episode. She recovers, yeah. has yoga instructors for awesome. she recovers yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I had a yoga guy on my podcast a while back. I'm trying I, to remember I had a, his name. I had a yoga gal on my podcast that Marty knows. Marty, think of yeah. one person that we would both know that does yoga. Um, I'm not sure. Jen? No. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think it's cool, you know, talking about the aces and stuff, like going back that way, I think it's, you know, it's a great that you're referencing that because most people don't know what they are and how, you know, the more you have, the, the higher your chance of certain adverse experiences as an adult or adverse outcomes. And it yeah. can be as simple as divorce, um, you know, a death of a parent, 
yep. it can be as complicated as yeah. a death, seeing a death. And there's there's a whole list of them. And is it three or more or four or more? They, you know, the chances are significantly increased for, mm-hmm. you know, substance use disorder um, and a lot of other disorders as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yoga would be fun. I want to do yoga now. <laughs> yeah, so I I found his Instagram, the guy that I had on on my show. He does recovery yoga. He does uh virtual classes and I think Ooh. you can do the first one for free if I'm not mistaken. Um his his handle on Instagram is a underscore yoga underscore beast, if anyone's interested. Oh, okay. All right. He's a you want to throw that up there, Brett? Aaron Paregis. Um yeah, let me uh let me type it okay. up there and I'll put it on the screen. And and buddy, your uh your volume sounds a little bit low today. Just FYI. How about how about now? Is it better? Oh, that is so much better. Yes. <laughs> it's probably because I don't I wasn't really talking that loud. I feel like when I talk oh, okay. too loud I yell. It's okay, you can yell at me. I, I, I have a limiter on my on my mixer. Like so it'll bring it back down to normal indoor voices. <laughs> so Marty, tell us a little bit about um your ebook and uh, what is it designed to do for people when they download it? Yeah, the the ebook is really just a, a kind of like pretty glossy uh, infographic style mm-hmm. overview of uh, holistic recovery and kind of the areas we look at. Um, so it's designed to give you a taste um, and uh, and just like. Um, Open, open your curiosity into um, some of these areas where any one of them it can be a, 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 a you know a tr- rabbit hole treasure trove of of, of practices. Um, uh, it it mirrors uh, some of the classes that I teach um, when I go into different tre- treatment centers and uh, do holistic recovery there. Um, and it also mirrors the chapters of the um, the full length, you know, uh, uh, book that I'm working on, like mm-hmm. uh, self help self help book. Um, so it's it, it, if if you go to holisticrecovery.com, if you want to put in your email, if you want to be on our list, we're not bombarding people with a whole bunch of information right now. So you know, feel feel free to that you're you're safe from cluttering up your inbox uh, right now. It's just if you just go there, give us your email, and you can get that. Um, but it pretty much covers um, what holistic recovery is. Um, why is that relevant to us? Um, so like the, the three main keys of holistic recovery, which we mm-hmm. see as the, the, the top key, I, I see as a, so, a social support community, because that's shown to be so, so powerful. And that's like uh, a, a strength that we can, a power greater than myself that I can leverage mm-hmm. by, by plugging into that is like the most bang for the buck I, I, I've, I've found. Um, so the first key is uh, social support communities. Second key is specialized services. We found in the research that people who kind of keep their foot in the door of some sort of specialized service um, for at least a year after like getting out of treatment, say, um, the outcomes, uh, the success outcome percentages go way up. Um, and they hit that, you know, that one year is where mental, uh, mental health professionals, we call it sustained remission from the substance use disorder as opposed to early remission. Yeah. So so that second key, so the first key is support community. Second key is uh, is specialized services. 
And then the third key would be these integrative practices, which, which I, I touched on uh, mm-hmm. earlier that, that fall into those, you know, uh, biopsychosocial, spiritual, mind, body, soul, heart <laughs> yeah. arenas. Yeah. yeah. And when we talk about specialized services, Marty, are we talking about, uh, you know, in the counseling realm, when we talk about a specialized services, uh, that's called a referral to us, right? We're, yeah. we're going outside of maybe our scope of what we call our scope of practice. And and now we're, we're, we are referring a client or a person or ourselves over to a person that is specialized in the type of treatment that might benefit from us as a whole, Yeah. you know? that it's all inclusive together. So is that what the kind of the way that that is looked at at holistic recovery? Yeah, we, uh, I consider specialized services to be specialized for people with, with, uh, professional things that are specialized for this Mm -hmm. genre, people with substance use disorder and related, uh, commonly related mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, so those are things a la carte can be things like, you know, uh, psychiatry and medical intervention, uh, can be, uh, psychotherapy or counseling can be case management, coaching, psychoeducation, which is just pretty much what I do. Um, uh, sober living environment can qualify in there too. It's a professional, you know, it's like, it's, uh, uh, it's a, it's a niche thing for, for our population. It's mm-hmm. one more kind of professional service that can, that can help people. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I mean. And then, you know, generally uh, all of those a la carte specialized services, if someone mm-hmm. goes to treatment, for instance, that's like residential treatment. Well, you know, they might be getting a smorgasbord of all of them. You know, right. Treatment yeah. tends to be this like integrative thing with all the different uh, specialties, like you're saying specializations, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Where, where you and I, uh, well, where we, you and I, I guess you and I both work still, or I'm not sure if I still work there, but, um, <laughs> but you know, uh, when, when we look at the treatment realm, you know, we're, we're trying to treat so many different types of things coming in that are substance use related and little nuances about them and maybe a co-occurring disorder. And so to have, so when we bring people into treatment, we will often have such a variety of different groups that, you know, maybe 85% of the groups are really going to fit for that one person. And then the other, you know, 15% uh, are going to be not as fitting, but they can still gain something from that. Or it even might be a specialty breakoff group where, um, you know, at, at our center, we would have counselors assign group members to specific groups, maybe a trauma group if they really had a lot of trauma or something like that, where it would be a safe environment for them to share and to open up. And they have a trained person that can also open up that can of worms and make sure that the lid goes back on in a safe manner before they exit their treatment. um, If, you know, if they stay for the whole treatment episode. So yeah, and you make a that's a great that's a great uh, point. Is that it's like one of the things that um, uh, I believe, and it's kind of a holistic recovery stance, is that uh, is in our kind of like biopsychosocial individuality, right? It's like it's like each of our recovery is our own that has its it's it's going to be unique to our own mm-hmm. needs. Yeah, and so um, I I like that thing. It's like not all of us are going to go to rehab and get this kind of you know. You know, some of us are going to 
customize what kind of what kind of professional services we want in our in our day-to-day life you know what kind of support fee support group nonprofit organizations yeah. sort of support we want to do what kind of like you know practices that we want to that we want to do you know and so so it's it's kind of a unique journey for for yeah. each of us um yeah and and that's that's really good to point out too because along with that that is exactly where that individualized treatment plan comes into place you know yeah. we can have a treatment plan that's going to fit everybody that walks through the door the treatment plan is basically going to say this you're going to go to these groups you're going to have this many hours of groups and you're going to do these assignments that everybody gets when they come into the treatment center but when we take the case management part and now we're taking the individualized portion of that and turning it into a treatment plan that is going to fit that one individual for their more specific needs yes now we're really starting to treat the person. And I've worked at places where it's like cookie cutter, you know, treatment plans where they're like, well, we're just going to put a treatment plan out for everybody. And then hopefully our staff is going to pick up on the excess things that they're going to need as far as outside treatment and things like that. So, you know, when, when we look at the whole picture, we have to have that individualized service and the treatment plans for people. So yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so, so, so professionals can be a helpful starting point for that. So I'm, I'm kind of speaking to people who are not in treatment right now or are not going to treatment, um, right. you know, just something that we can all use. It's like, you know, if you have a point person, like a caseworker, like a case manager or a counselor, therapist mm-hmm. um, that can, you know, that, that can be kind of your go-to home base uh, to help you like map out and, and, and plan and link up with the other services or the other pieces of your recovery that are important mm-hmm. to your individual needs. Um, that can be, that can be really helpful, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And it, it just, it's so important for people to understand that, you know, when you go into treatment, it doesn't have to be this, this thing that everybody is receiving. We're, we're not treating cattle here. We're not pushing them through the gates and branding them. We have to take an individualized approach. And so if, if you're ever having to go into a treatment center, be sure to ask them about an individualized treatment plan. If, and if they're not using that terminology, man, you, you've got to like talk to them about it and say, hey, what are you doing for me individually? You know, wh- how are you helping my individual needs? But at the same time, we have to be honest about that too. And so that's kind of a sticky situation because sometimes it's hard for people to be honest initially about their problem because they might be in a state of denial or, you know, they have trust issues and so they don't feel like opening up to people. So what are some good ways that um, you've been able to help people kind of open up and to kind of break through that barrier when they first come into your office or, or maybe the first few sessions to help kind of build that therapeutic alliance with them, Marty? Yeah, well, I really think it. Uh, the answer for the the answer for the question really, uh, you almost you pretty much answered it already. Um, you know, uh, I, one of the first things I, I like to do is um, really get with the person to um, see what it is that that they want. Like, mm-hmm. like what are the problems they want help with, and and what what do they what do they see as being helpful to work on to help them with that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, it, it, yeah, I, I feel like the, uh, the best, 
the best way to connect with someone and 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 is is when it's like what they're working on is meaningful to them and driven by them um i know that's not the only way to recover sometimes mm-hmm. we can also help people who don't want any help i mean mm-hmm. it's 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 possible but um but so i really like to um to glean on to and, and really understand like, like what is this person's, you know, unique need and, and unique direction they want to go in. Um, and, and that, that'll, that'll take care of a, a lot of the, a lot of yeah. the, the process and we can, then we can shape it around that. And, and like the thing is with like holistic recovery, there's mm-hmm. so many different tools that, that, you know, that are shown to be helpful. So whatever direction thing you need help with is in direction you want to go. There's some tools for that and there's some resources for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the real hopeful thing. It's like, um, it's like, you know, we can have, we can have our own custom customized journey and, yeah. uh, and there's, and there's, there's things to support that. We, I'm basically saying like, we live in a really good time right now mm-hmm. where, where like the research on, uh, things that are helpful for uh, mental health and recovery. Um, there's just there's just so much there right now when when it, it might have been a little more sparse back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. No, that sparseness is is definitely flourishing now. Ashley, what what do you think about all this? Um, I love research, so you know I'm the the wrong person to ask if you unless you want to have a in-depth conversation about research. I'm a nerd like that, but um, there's a lot of great stuff coming out. I mean, I was looking today just, and this is just in general, like, you know, service and the benefits of giving back and, you know, the recovery community has been, you know, utilizing service forever, but they didn't really know why it helped people stay in recovery. It didn't know, they didn't know why it helped to sustain and your chances of, you know, staying in recovery for longer based on your service like the research is coming out now and now it's making sense i mean um you know the parallel pathways where you can develop a a new habit to you know for an old habit and then strengthen that new habit over time so even though your brain might not get rid of the old habit you're able to create a new one and strengthen it over time and become stronger um and neuroplasticity i mean the effects of trauma there's just so much that we've learned recently that's so helpful because you know you you can't do anything you can't provide treatments if you don't know what causes some of these things or what the ramifications are and so i think it's a great time I love that uh, the point you made, Ashley, of the, uh, you know, some of these old school recover, you know, uh, recovery roots, recovery wisdoms that have been passed along that like science has now come along and started to validate like that. That feels like such a big win. Um, That's one of the reasons I like really dig, um, you know, positive psychology and the science of happiness. It's like. It's like, oh, now we've tested in a lab what it's like for people to write a gratitude list every day for weeks and see the lasting effect in their lives. You know, now we've tested in a lab, you know, it's like uh, how to, how, how uh, being a 
contributing and doing one nice thing for someone every day, how that increases your joy and happiness in life, you know? So it's like, it's, it feels really affirming and validating and like a big win that like, now there's kind of like the science backing up a lot of these wisdoms that, you know, have been passed down for a while, you know? Yeah. The gratitude one's great. You know, the more you look for positive things, the more you see positive things. I love that one. And then there's also, like I saw this week, um, there's new research that came out um, written all by people with lived experience about the benefits of peer leadership. And it was, the study was done entirely with people with lived experience. And I thought it was like the coolest thing. Mm. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that, Ashley. So I'm a, right. nerd. I'm a study nerd. <laughs> Brett, <laughs> Brett, Brett what, what do you think of all this, man? Sorry, my, my browser crashed for a second, so I, I disappeared oh, from okay. the stream, so I missed that entire thing. I feel like you're trying to throw me under the bus because I disappeared. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. No, I thought you caught it. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I, I did but, not. Really, but, but why don't you tell us what you think? <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. Um, yeah, so we... we... <laughs> That's what I think. And, and I want to do a shout out. I don't want for because yeah. a peer sent me the, the study about positive, you know, leadership with peers. And I was like, you know, somebody that works in the field as a peer and not a certified peer. So it's like, you know, I was excited. So you know who yeah. you are, the person that sent it to me. <laughs> okay. You're nice. a rock star. Nice. Marty, what, what do you think about, have you um, taught or thought much about the uh, recovery coaching and how that can play a role in the treatment process for somebody? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just like one of one of the diversity of you know specialized professional services out mm -hmm. there. And sure, I can I can help people. Like you know, if 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 there's someone who can you know show us the ropes and hold our hands and bring people mm -hmm. to you know show what it's like to engage in in meetings and recovery services or whatnot. Um, yeah. You know, coaches coaches uh, uh, can play can play an important role. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I don't know. Have recovery coaches been around for a long time? Because to me, it seems like they're just now gaining more popularity. Or maybe I was just so new to the new to the industry that I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. If somebody mentioned they were a recovery coach, but um. You know, oh, and the other one now that is picking up a lot of steam is the peer support specialist too, hmm. becoming a peer support specialist. And oh, yeah, that's through the uh, well, at least in California, that's like through through CCAP or something like that. Yeah, is that right? CCAP. And yeah. Ashley, do you guys, you guys, why well, I know it's national because JR is a peer support specialist, I believe, right? All right, so there's every state has their own um, distinction. Well, not all the states even have certified peers, so we hmm. can start there. But each state has their own certification way um like florida they're called um certified recovery peer specialists mm -hmm. um and so in other states they're support specialists you know um there's a national certification that you can be nationally certified um you have to have i think a thousand hours and then there's um educational experience and mm -hmm. but each state has different guidelines on what you have to do to become a peer um who certifies you the educational requirements so it's mm -hmm. it's a hard one to talk about but it's very important yeah 
and and so important because that uh, peer support specialist is are they are people that go into a treatment center and act as mentors. Is that right? I mean, that's kind of my understanding of it. Um, they're used as supports in all areas. So it can be housing supports. It's, it's somebody that's been there. Um, they should, mm-hmm. you know, be able to represent the population that they're helping looks wise, background wise, because mm-hmm. it's comforting somebody that's been in that situation and that knows the ropes and that's, you know, mm-hmm. recovered or that can link you with services. They use, mm-hmm. you know, peers are used, utilized in jails. Um, they're utilized veteran services. They use them at all the federally accredited or, you know, I'm not sure to think, but all the federal hospitals use mm-hmm. peer support. Um, it's, but think about, so this is my vision, like not my vision, but it's just how I envision it, you know, with all the 988 stuff that's coming out. And is mm-hmm. if say somebody was being arrested and they had, you know, done something, we'll, we'll use substance use disorder. Um, you know, they were high on a substance. Um, say there was somebody on the police force that looked like them and said, it's okay. I understand you're having a hard time. Um, I've been there before, you know, everything's going to be okay. They're not going to hurt you. And say things got escalated, they'd be able to talk to the officers and say, they're doing this because, you know, they're having a panic attack. They're doing this because they were taught, you know, the police officers are out to get them or, you know, however, whatever the situation may be. And not that those are necessarily like the true situations. It's just, you know, the situation in that moment and in that person's mind. But just imagine like the power that it protects the police officers. It protects the people that are, you know, not able to communicate effectively in that moment. And then maybe even the person sits with them in the back of the car as they ride to the hospital or to a receiving center or mm-hmm. to jail or whatever the case may be. But just having someone that's there with you in that scary moment is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So important too. And such a needed uh, thing. JR uh, is a giving us a lot of information down there. Uh, JR, thank you very much for that. And, uh, you know, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in with us tonight and, and participating in all the comments. We really, really appreciate it. Our YouTube channel is growing. And Brett, do you want to throw up our uh, our support YouTube channel <laughs> graphic? What, what are we, we calling it? With this. I'm like, which, which yeah, just, up? there we go. So if you are on our YouTube page, please do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just click on the subscribe button and you can also click on the bell. That way you will get notified anytime that we upload any new videos and new shows. In case you are not able to make the live show, you will still have that notification waiting for you so that you can join in on the conversations. Thank you for that, Brett. And we have a giveaway happening tonight. Um, yeah, we have a surprise giveaway. Uh, Brett, Brett, do you have your music and kazoo I, ready? I always, I'm always ready, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to do a couple little, little test ones because I know my wife is going to be adamant that I get this right. Yeah, please. Okay. 
You gotta, you gotta warm it up. Is, is really what I'm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We don't want to, we don't want to disappoint your, your lovely wife. And you don't want to go into a kazoo play, you know, without warming up first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. So, are we ready for the the winner of tonight's sober surprise is Tanya Wagner. She's the one that said she likes to learn too, so I'm glad yeah. she's winning. Congratulations. You are about to win a special prize. We're not going to tell you, but you will be receiving it in the mail. And we already have your mailing address, so don't worry about contacting us. We'll contact you. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Tanya. And I'm, oh, and I'm so happy. Uh, she did post about the uh, merchandise that she received from the Drunken Worm podcast. I really appreciate that, Tanya. Uh, it was amazing to see JR post that up there. And I'm really hoping that you are enjoying everything. Oh, and Ashley, thank you very much for the live experience leadership in support research. Thank you very much for that link there. And um, yeah, man. So Marty, that was that was so interesting to talk to you. And um, are we are we giving the uh, the spoiler or are we not giving that? Because I I'll be honest with everybody. I had the graphics ready and then Marty and I changed a little bit of the graphic, um, what it says. And I never did change it and I didn't upload it today when I was at work. Um, so are we holding off on our, on our announcement for the, for the next, uh, thingamajiggy? Alrighty. Marty is going to be joining us for a few trial sessions. We're going to see how this segment takes off. But Marty has been gracious enough to agree to coming on once a month. And we're going to be doing a new segment called Ask Doc Marty. And so what this is going to look like for everybody, just so you have an understanding, is we're going to have our audio link set up. We're going to have a scripted um, question type of phrase that you're going to read. And Marty is going to receive a bunch of the questions ahead of time. And then he's going to pick the ones that he wants to answer. And then he'll be able to come on to a segment that will be pre-recorded by he and I. And then we're going to play the segment once a month live on the stream. So again, the segment is going to be called Ask Doc Marty. And it will be with Dr. Marty Lejoie in person now. And he'll be able to um, ask or answer some of your questions about recovery. And I, I want to make this clear to everybody that we're not getting into a therapy session. Um, he's going to be doing kind of generalized answers. Is that right, Marty? Um, how you're going to be answering them? Yeah, um, correct. Because, I, I will not be treating you directly. <laughs> right. Because there's a lot of legality. <laughs> disclaimer. That we into. So. Um, Marty, is, we're going to be doing a disclaimer at the beginning of each of the segments saying that this is not a therapy session. You're not being treated by Doc Marty. He is going to try to answer some questions in a general manner and maybe give you some direction on where you could go for resources um, because we're going to be hopefully giving people some ideas for maybe a referral source or a direction or path to go if they have some stuff that they're struggling with. Um so we'll we'll be giving you more information on that as it unfolds over the next couple of uh, weeks to a month. And then hopefully in a month, we will have our uh, ready to do the segment for Ask Doc Marty. So 
We hope that everybody can uh, help out. And like I said, if you guys have questions, please feel free to um, reach out on that segment. And uh, then we'll be notifying you guys when the segment is going to air. And uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a good resource and, and be a lot of fun for people to, you know, to be able to be more interactive with the show and, and everything. So. Good interactions, connection and connection. That's is right. What? Connection. What is connection? Is, connection is the soul to our purpose, Ashley. It's not what I was looking for. Going to have my back here. Am I alone? The yeah, come opposite on, Brett. of recovery or addiction, the opposite of addiction. I messed that one up. There you wow. go. Connection's Wait, opposite what? of addiction. Oh, yeah, because addiction is isolation, self cunning, and baffling. <laughs> Thank you, you Brett. Hide and shame, and you know, connection is when you reach out. Right. Brett, can I get a um can I get a yum? Yes, you can. Yum. <laughs> 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 so brett brett and i on my last wait two two weeks ago when i was driving down to monterey um he and i spent like 45 minutes on the phone and he was playing samples to me and i'm like oh my god that's so great we should put that on the show yeah that's pretty um, much the yeah. best sample ever that you just yeah. played for us Yum. thank you thank you that's gonna go through my head all night long and i will not <laughs> mind at all yes do you okay marty okay marty since yeah. you are a heavy musical background, do not put me on the spot to sing something. <laughs> no, no, I'm not putting you on the spot. To... Marty, I would never do that to you. Uh... <laughs> because I have the videos of you singing at work. So really, uh oh, I need to like. You would just release I... the videos. Don't worry. Yes. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, you and the other uh, lovely lady that was singing with you out in the um the the picnic bench it was like my third day and they break out into show tunes it was fantastic oh what were, um, what were we singing um oh it was um <laughs> some disney song because oh, knowing yeah. her she's like a disney freak yeah probably um, maybe a whole new world or I don't maybe know. yeah a yeah. whole new world it was yeah. something fantastic like that um but okay marty the yum that brett brett played again yum what is that from Mm, no clue. Come on, Marty. No clue. Play it again. Come on. How about, how about the crew? Maybe it'll get it going. Play it again. Come on. Yeah, no clue. I want Yum. my baby back, baby back, baby back. Oh, no. That's not the same commercial. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. That's Red Oh, Robin. wait, what? Oh, uh, that's... You got the wrong yeah. commercial there, sir. My bad. Yeah. Wrong franchise. See, I was no, it was a trick. It was trying to throw Marty into giving the wrong answer. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. You had one back. job. Because you're back, but he's trying to trick you into the wrong answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, blame does not help recovery. <laughs> no finger pointing. No and and now I just came up with a new idea for a new segment for the show that we'll talk about offline and see what you guys think about it. All right, I love these I love offline that. conversations. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> Ashley, I'm, we're so sorry to interrupt your conference that was happening at at ten o'clock at night when we called you earlier. It was at like seven, <laughs> and you should know I have meetings like every day until I know 
every you're, day. You're, you're so important, Ashley. I'm not important, but I have yes, a lot of are. meetings. You you are real. I think you're more important than you realize. Like on it, I'm being serious. Like you you're all the hats that you hold. Like it's 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 amazing. I know. Got those hats. It's an annoying. Why can't you just come show up to each place as the same person without a different title and a different hat and a different outfit? Mm. You know, you got to show up for one dressed up. For another one, you can wear whatever. The other one, you can turn your camera off because it's acceptable. Another one, it's not acceptable to have your camera <laughs> off. Like, you have to remember the different rules. I- I'm over that. Yes. So are we. We're Good. over it, Ashley. Good. Let's all be over fight. it. We're going to fight we can for change you. it. <laughs> so, Marty, tell us what what do you do for fun now, man? What what's uh, what is life like for uh, Doctor Marty Lejoie? Uh, I love getting into creative projects. I love uh, nerding out on on things, um, and it could be anything. I just I'll just suddenly catch the bug, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to do this project." You know, like the, the book I was talking about was like that mm-hmm. recently. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I have to write a book." Uh, okay, well now let me just learn everything there is to about writing a book, and I take classes, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean, like have a big old whiteboard, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, do the, all the the mind mapping, you know. <laughs> Um, right. So that's one thing I like to do is just following the uh, creative impulse uh, and and seeing what rabbit hole that takes me down. Sometimes mm-hmm. they they turn into some pretty cool things, and sometimes they didn't. Um, but either way, it's fun. Um, uh, on kind of like the regular, uh, I love uh, watching movies, shows. I love playing, uh, hang, hanging out with my 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 fiance uh, mm-hmm. and soon to be baby mama, and hey. uh, <laughs> and playing with our playing with our dogs who are who are a riot. I love um, I love getting together with with people in recovery, like especially my my uh, closer closer uh, support circle. Uh, we just, we just have, it's a gas. We, we, we have a lot of fun. We have, you know, dirty, filthy, horish mouths that we just like, like our, our comedy is, 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 is off the hook. And, uh, and, uh, I like hiking, getting out, going, going out to dinner, um, doing stuff like that. That's awesome, man. So it sounds like it's that, that kind of like well-rounded, uh, dream that we all try to like keep our balance and and try to you know keep keep that you know you know what i'm saying absolutely oh yeah that's been a huge thing lately is just really appreciating and holding it down for the balance in life Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's like we're we're here for a limited time you know how do i want to really use my time right you know so so um you know, uh, connecting, connecting with people, connecting with, with, with the love and love in my life, um, is, is really, I've, I've just noticed that I've made, made a lot more space for that in my life lately. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those many gifts of recovery, but that's probably the, like the, the most meaningful one. Yeah. One uh, and one of the things that just popped into my head, and and I don't know if this is a saying, if I've heard it somewhere, but I want to say it now, is you have to live in the gratitude and not the attitude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Maybe I should make a T-shirt with that. 
Where's, do it, uh, Carl. Where's Broken Chains apparel? No, wait, I have my own. I have my own apparel. I don't need Broken Chains. Ashley, yeah. what were you? Oh, there we go. Our design. Oh, our design contest. Yes. Uh-huh. Thank you, Brett. So if you guys are interested in doing a design contest with Broken Chains apparel, there is still time to get your submissions. And if you feel like you have a good sobriety saying, or if you are an artist and you would like to express your artistic sobriety side, please uh, go to the Broken Chains Apparel website and they have all the information there where you can submit your drawings. And we're going to be doing um, a reveal of the artwork and the drawings on the show at some point. Um, Is there a, do we know, is there a time limit for this or did they set like an end date? I think we're doing, I think you said they were going to do it a month and um, actually right this second, the link for the contest is not working. Um, Oh, David and I are working to resolve that issue. Um, Okay. The 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 plan that we were using was the free trial plan, and, oh, and um, the trial has expired. Correct. So uh, hopefully, gotcha. after this live Google stream, Forms, let's do some Google Forms. You can put the artwork right on after, there. After after the uh, live yeah. stream is over, hopefully he and I will get that resolved. Yeah, I love it. He was messaging me, and I was like, "I'm I'm at work right now. Sorry, man, I can't um can't help, but we can we can figure it out tonight. So hopefully okay, cool. um, we get that back up and running." But it is pinned to the top of the Facebook page, so it's easy to find if anybody is interested in that. Yeah. Hopefully in the next couple of hours, we'll have it back up and running. Yes. Okay. And JR, I love your idea as our tagline, live in the gratitude and not the attitude. <laughs> that, uh, that sounds pretty bougie. It sounds like a bougie wow. line <laughs> It sounds like it's, you. I have an attitude. Yeah. So I can't yeah. claim that one. It definitely fits for like Carl. Like Carl, that's your that's your tagline. Your I, tagline. If, Mark, if we could just have it like be over your head wherever you're walking <laughs> down the street with like some like soundtrack playing to it. Can we just have glitter guns going off behind me? Absolutely. <laughs> I think that that would be fabulous. You deserve yeah. glitter guns. Mr. Yes, Carl. I do. I do, and I think that our friend we Carter do should them. also have glitter. But we're not going to have them because we don't have cake yet, and I've <sighs> put that request in with management a long time ago so no right. no i think the re- actually i think the oh no that was the request for seafood um where is our friend today our seafood friend is he on i haven't seen him in the uh in the chat ever since we changed our days <gasps> did we lose a viewer are you talking about um he, what's, he's, what's he was here a week or two ago i think was he oh i'm still waiting for my seafood um, I'm not. I'm not sure what your boyfriend is saying there in the comments. I don't know what. Someday. Brett oh, will get, oh yes. Oh, instead of job. one job, no. It's, yeah. it's always oh, one second. job. Uh, you yeah, can have fifty thousand jobs, and Jr. is going to tell you you had one <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah, one job in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. One um, job with fifty million sub jobs. Right. Exactly. And we just need to be tuned in to know which job Jr. is referring to. Don't jobs come with paychecks? I'm still waiting on that job. Right, right. Yeah, JR, we're waiting on our paychecks, buddy. No, um, this is a volunteer job. <laughs> Brett, you have, you have one job is to get us on his payroll. Um, <laughs> Brett, you know people, right? JR, I am donating my paycheck back to Recovery Revolution. So has... I just, you have it on video and on recording. The donation is, I, I do accept. Except tax receipts, though, for my taxes. Yes. 
Oh, oh, and, and you know, and I, I want to thank um, Ashley and everybody, um, Jr. and and everybody who has donated to the fundraiser I'm doing for my podcast. Um, really appreciate the support, guys. Um, it's ah. it's going to a good cause. So, um, if you're interested in finding out more about that, you, you can listen to my last show. I mentioned it. I, I don't really want to sell it here, but I wanted to make that for Jr. and Ashley because they're here and and they've supported it so far so thank you very much ladies and gentlemen i don't give you glitter gun but you can't say i'm not supportive oh no i'll, t- I'll t- <laughs> all day long glitter guns i can buy glitter guns i want one of those money guns they don't Making exist dollar bills y'all <laughs> so never marty, been to strip clubs, so i can't talk i don't know about money guns Mar- marty um are we going to be bringing washing back <laughs> oh it's hygiene it's hygiene oh we're bringing hygiene back <laughs> yeah i made this i made this video this spoof on uh justin timberlake's it was for a work thing but uh Dude, it's it was... up there. i think it's up there i think if you youtube holistic recovery hygiene back brett you'll see yeah brett already please <laughs> Marty, do we have your permission to show it if he finds it? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, that's yes. Fine. I I love this job. I Brett, think Holistic have... Recovery, I think, is the YouTube channel. I think that's the only thing on it. Uh, and and it would probably be called Hygiene Back. <laughs> but essentially... Hygiene and self-care. Uh, and you're uh, wearing yeah. a fedora? Yes. Yeah, I'm wearing a fedora. That's yeah. it. Brett, make it, make it happen. All right, you have, you have, you have permission. I was I doing it for National Hand Washing, National Hand Washing Week during the pandemic. I did it for yes. that. It's really, it's cute. Wait, can I say that? Uh, yeah. Okay, cute, good. Cute's, cute's positive, right? Yeah, cute is positive. Yeah, yeah. Just don't say anything negative. I'm good. I'm good with it. Whatever it is. We're yeah. gonna mute all the comments. Yeah. Right, you have one job. <laughs> you have one job. Are you? Did, are you there? Yeah, d- dead air. Dead air is not good. It's not good. Let's. We need to. Do so there was this, <laughs> there was this one time at band camp. Sorry, I had the the thing playing from the Facebook. I didn't mean to like interrupt, but it was playing, and so I couldn't get it to stop, and I had to keep staying on mute because oh. otherwise you would hear like us talking and talk like echoing so I was oh yeah jr did that jr did that to me um <laughs> at the beginning of my third episode and yeah it was really weird what did he do he, he muted you no he he had a, a video or something playing as i was like starting the intro music to the live stream mm-hmm. and i was like what the heck's going i thought it was playing the wrong music or something like that and so i i like muted everything and yeah, Jr. You have one job, buddy. Jr. has got oh. a bunch of jobs too. He's got a lot, so he's probably doing yeah. like me, multitasking, answering JR. emails and yeah. checking stuff while you're he on a, while he was trying to be interviewed because he was making time for you. No, no, it wasn't even on me. It was <laughs> a live show, and he was just here as a as um. I think he was. I think you weren't able to be there one day, or maybe it was all five of us or four of us. Marty, um, t- uh, 
tell us a joke, Marty. Mm, mm, I don't. I don't really have many. You know, there's like how uh, how many narcissists take to change a light bulb? One to hold the light bulb in place while the world revolves around him. <laughs> I, I don't know how many how many drug video ready. All right, oh, let's, let's do it. it. Let's Thank do it. Is ready? Yeah. I'm bringing hygiene back. Thoroughly washing is the way to hack. Just 20 seconds helps and that's a fact. So use this song as a delightful hack. Take it to the sink. Wash them. Dirty hands. To save your life I'm gonna take a stand. It makes it funner when I do a Take it to the soap. Sud them. Go ahead, put the soap on it. Scrub them. When the 20 second hold on it. Wash them. COVID, no, you don't want it. Cough them. Make sure that you don't got it. Get your hygiene on. 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 Yeah. I guess yeah. I'm glad we watched it because I was thinking completely differently um, what oh, you're yeah. talking about because, you know, I was thinking the like mental hygiene, the mental health hygiene <laughs> activities, <laughs> so like the daily activities for no, mental that's health. Gonna be the yeah. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was talking about real hygiene, like physical yeah, hygiene. Act fish, uh, physical hygiene, yeah. That was great. <laughs> that made me so happy. That took me back to back to our place, Marty, sitting in my office and watching it for the first time. And like I think I actually like laughed out loud. <laughs> and I think I said, Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I love doing stuff like that. I, I, I yeah. wanna I, I hope to do more more things uh you know, get to have that spirit uh, when I do videos for yeah. for holistic recovery. You know, have it have it not be so so serious, lighthearted, mm-hmm. edu- edutainment. You know. Yes. Yeah, man. Well, great. All right, so we had the uh, the giveaway. Tanya, congratulations on the giveaway, and uh, we have had Dr. Marty Lajoie on the show this evening. And Marty, we want to thank you very much for taking the time this evening to join us. Um, I love the new backdrop, man. Uh, is this your new studio in the house? Yeah. Uh, well, actually we just set this up today just for this. I mean, I mean, this is a, this is a bookshelf and it's also a a secret, uh, portal into another dimension or a Harry Potter lion, witch and wardrobe sort of thing. Uh, it's a Murphy bed, but, uh, where the, the bookcase, like, comes out and then folds Wait, off to the side and then a bed comes yeah i mean yeah let's see this this oh my god we have to it. see this now marty i see i see if i can oh and your 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 but mine doesn't open i want one let's see carl how's the dresser coming by the way if it's you fabulous to build a Murphy bed and you haven't finished a dresser Shh. yet don't don't touch. Hey, and guess what? Um, I I realized that I put yeah, one of the, the Murphy bed. Oh, okay. Keep keep talking. Marty. We're listening yeah, to keep, you too. 
Okay. So I, I put one of the drawers together backwards and I have the um the the set holes. Ooh. Ooh. That's fancy. That's bougie right there, Marty. Right, right. Brett, that's even better than your casting couch. It is. See, mine looks different. It doesn't look it doesn't have a bookcase. It like pulls down. It's wooden at the front, but then you pull it down and it's like a bed. Oh, but I don't have the yeah, yeah. fan the bookshelf. Marty, are you afraid that that stuff's gonna fall off though? Like I mean, just gotta be careful with it. Yeah, I like yeah. that, bud. That's, gonna, that's really cool. He's not worried about it. Fear yeah. Is bad. Yeah, yeah, fear, fear is, fear is the we, mind killer. But Marty and I both live in California, so <laughs> like, oh, earthquakes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Just living on the edge. And just so you guys know, when we have earthquakes, it's it's usually not really a bad earthquake. It's it's more like a a shake for a few seconds. But there are times when we have bad ones, like the one that happened out by you, right, Marty? Didn't there wasn't there a big earthquake out in Santa Rosa or something? I don't remember. Or no, that was Napa. The one that hit Napa. Yeah. I don't remember. About five years, five or six years ago. But I felt like I was in an earthquake today when they were drilling. Like, I guess when I live in a condo. Oh. And so they were taking up the tile and they have to use jackhammers. Yeah. And literally all day long, it was. Oh, I recorded it because I didn't think anybody would believe me how loud it was. <laughs> like it was so bad and oh, yeah. I'm trying to be on meetings and stuff. And it's just loud. So yeah. I it brought me back to a time. I was like, your outside environment really does make you isolate yourself. <laughs> you know, I had to yeah. keep myself on mute. I couldn't talk. Couldn't, you know, trying to have a phone conversation, couldn't do it. So I'm like, Jesus is a real life lesson about like, outside environments and how they can cause you to, you know, isolate and stuff. I don't know. It was just for a day, but I really, I'm normally pretty calm, but that like put me at the edge. Absolutely. I'm not really normally calm, but I'm normally not like murderous and that it brought me to murderous. <laughs> uh oh. Right. I have to right. be honest. Warning. Warning. Ashley can be murderous. Good thing that we don't live in the same state. It was the first time ever I think I've reached like that point of like yeah. homicidal intent. <laughs> but yeah. did you have a did you have a plan? No. Do you have a plan? Do you have the means? Yeah, do you I couldn't get exactly. anything done. I couldn't like all it was just like if I meet that person they're dying is what all I could think of all day long. But I didn't seek them out to find out who they were. Yes, Jr. Thank you for brushing your teeth. Everybody around you. you is benefiting from this. Yeah, and your and your hygienal <laughs> hygienal is that even a word? Your hygienic message. <laughs> That's right. Self care is sexy. Self care yeah. is sexy. Self care is sexy. Yes, Jr. Flash those teeth. I guess my wife wants me to get off the stream because she just started vacuuming. <laughs> oh, good. Well, we can't hear it. That's okay. That's good. Well, I actually am like really hungry, so I think I want to yeah. bid you guys a good night. All right. Well, I think we're going <laughs> to close it out anyways, Marty. Yeah. So, Brett, you want to close us out, man? Sure. Let's All close right, it out, buddy. man. 
Um, let me pull up my <laughs> fancy slides so I know what I'm talking about. Please. Like Carl, Art, I can hear the vacuum in, in my microphone now, so I'm going to try to get closer so you guys don't hear it because I guess I she's, she's, she's done with me, I guess. Um, like Carl <laughs> mentioned a few minutes ago, Broken Chains Apparel is doing a t-shirt design contest. If you are interested in entering or voting on the different designs, the post is pinned at the very top of the Recovery Revolution Facebook page, so it's super easy to find. If you guys would like to leave us a voice message for the show, you can use this link right here, speak to us dot uh, speak to us slash RRL to leave us a short voice message. Carl also mentioned it. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the channel and be sure to turn on your notifications so you know when we go live. Or if you can't join us live, you can still catch that video after after it airs. Um I think that is all of the announcements. Um, Carl, remember to, what was it? Live in an attitude of gratitude? No. Oh, yeah. Live. Oh, yes. Live in gratitude and not your attitude. That's right. Do that. <laughs> and uh, my catchphrase is progress, not perfection. Have a good night, everyone. Mine's oh, going to be recovery as possible saying, and recover out loud. Yes, she stopped. <laughs> Chrissy, you may continue. You may continue vacuuming. We do not hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everyone. All right, everybody, have a good night. Good night, everyone.